This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And I don't know if we should be excited or frustrated, really, because this person just keeps coming back like a blooming boomerang. This is the third time this particular guest has been on Property Jam. So someone asked the question, why? I know. What? How? You guys must be really clutching at straws. <laughs> we've run out of all the guests exactly we sort of it got to a certain point in the quarter and we were like right let's get in that barrel and scrape around the bottom and who should show up but the one the only max rayner so let's introduce him let's give him a big family welcome max rayner is on the podcast everybody why are you back what you want well First of all, thanks for having me back. And I think that you said that this is the only time you've had someone on three times. Patrick. So I'm very humbled to be back on. But also, this is my favourite podcast to come on because you're all just my friends. So Ah. we're just having a little catch up, really, aren't we? And recording. Pretty much. See what happens here. Yeah, yeah, but I think also fittingly, because a lot of different things are going on from when I last came on and spoke. And so, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward Let's revisit because the first time you came on was, I think it was 2020. And so obviously there's a whole lockdown stuff going on and you were doing completely different stuff in property. And then you and your business partner, Alex from Stuart Clinton Property, you came on together, which was 2021, I think. And then we've had a bit of a hiatus and now you're back in 2023 and it's just you without without Alex, even though you guys are still no, yeah, that's, no, He's on site today. We've not like split up. <laughs> <laughs> you made that you made that seem like and now the new yeah. improved max without Alex <laughs> yeah. doing amazing things. Like, thank God you got rid of him. Like <laughs> proper holding me back. Alex is keeping Alex is keeping everything together in the background. And he literally is the glue. Playing golf. <laughs> yeah, he literally is the glue, and I couldn't do it without him. Um, Why don't you tell us then, like, what you guys have been up to? Because it's just been a pretty crazy couple of years, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it has been. I can't remember what I spoke about last time because um, I don't just li- re-listen to old podcasts on. <laughs> Um, I actually had someone um, at a property event that you and I were both at, Joe, and he chased me down um, the corridor and was like, oh, are you Max? And I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, just listen to your podcast on Property Jam. And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, which one was it again? I was like, oh, I was no. really don't know. I was, like, I was like, I've done a few podcasts now. I, honestly, mate, I'm so sorry, but I can't do it. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> just take the fame take the fame and run with it man um, <laughs> the, the um i was just checking that the episodes it was december 2020 that you came on last right so we would have just bought our first two properties that we were planning to turn into care homes 
Um, yeah. If I want to give, if I give a bit of context to people that have probably heard the ones before or people that don't know who who we are. Um, so yeah, I um, co-own a, a company called Stuart Clinton Property that I founded with my business partner Alex back in 2017. Um, and Stuart Clinton is the name of our fathers who sadly both passed away when we were young. And the company really just started as a legacy in their names and a way to give us financial freedom over our lives. And it was as simple as that, really. Um, and then what happened is we started investing in property, mainly HMOs, um, a few buy-to-lets and minimos, stuff like that. Um, and as much as it served us financially, what we found was that we weren't passionate about what we were doing. We were just doing it as a as a business to make money and and when covid hit so um and we yeah we that's so you were saying december 2020 yeah so when yeah, literally um a month later yeah when covid hit um no hang on no. that was that was that, that was, was, was going on yeah, was but yeah so so what when covid hit and i probably spoke about this a little bit last time um we had a massive period to just sort of reflect and we realized that our business was not going to be successful if it was about us and about our pockets. Um, and we weren't going to be passionate about it. And if you're not passionate about something, um, it's a lot easier to give up and it just makes everything a lot harder and you'll probably end up unhappy. Um, so we focused on housing vulnerable people um, because it resonated with our morals um, and who we are as people. And, and our, our way of giving back was going to be via mental health so we got into care and supported living um big industry um can't talk about that on the podcast because i could talk about it for days but essentially now we invest in property um, and we use the property to to house and help vulnerable people and our main um our main focus is mental health although as we're scaling now we are looking at opportunities outside of mental health and how we can help in other areas um, learning disabilities being one, um, addiction recovery, homelessness, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, we're coming back fulfilled, happier than ever, and we've had a crazy, crazy, crazy couple of years. Yeah. What would you say has been your biggest? I suppose your biggest learning or big, biggest period of like of, of personal growth in the last couple of years. Um, is it your golf handicap? Yeah, my golf's been pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm now playing off one. Um, so I would say, as property goes well, you have a little bit more spare time to do what you want, and I choose to play a lot more golf. So yeah, I'm happier. Um, I do a lot of networking as well on the golf course. It's not all um, fun and games. But um, I mean, hey, if you can network and and do business doing something you love, then um, you're going to be a lot happier doing it. Um, so golf's one of the ways that I I like to do business. Um, and obviously, I'm just having a great time and playing my favourite sport in the whole wide world. So yes, um, but the, the the biggest thing I've actually learned, um, and I'm taking a while to answer this question because I'm just computing it in my head, but probably. Um, learning how to manage my emotions and actually having that self-confidence to know that 
when your back's against the wall and you don't really have a choice, that's when your best work is done. Um, so when something goes wrong, which happens in every single property deal ever, um, the most people panic and their brain spirals into, um, oh my God, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if that, you know, when, when Liz Trust's mini budget came out, I, my brain immediately envisioned myself being bankrupt because all I was seeing was interest rates going through the roof. Um, potent, potentially, it wasn't, it's not the case, but I made myself believe that there's not, there's obviously, there's not going to be demand for my products. Um, that I'm, that, you know, my, all of a sudden I'm not going to have a buyer or I'm not going to have to refinance my products. So I'm not going to be able to pay anyone back and I'm going bankrupt. And I was, <laughs> you know, stupid because, because, the, the whole entire due diligence process and strategy of A, B, C, D and E had already been prepared for. So, of course, I wasn't going to go bankrupt, but um, it's, it's weird how your brain can take you to, to places um, when something outside of your control goes wrong. And I guess I've learned in my ability to... Um, when the pressure's on, I performed a lot better. I was able to think outside the box more clearly. Um, because let's be honest, that mini budget and interest rates hike did affect us. It affected pretty much everyone um, in a way that we hadn't really planned for in that particular instance. Um, and all I did was sort of, you, you go into a sort of a, a survival mode and that's where you do your best work. You know, I stripped out anything bad in my life. I stopped socialising. I upped my running. I upped the gym. Um, I upped golf, which was my one thing keeping me sane and come up with a whole new set of plans on how we were going to, um, how we were going to deliver on, on a couple of projects that we were doing at, at that particular point in time. Um, and where it looked like we were going to take a loss, we actually managed to come out with a plan that, um, one um, benefited the, the community in a better way because we were able to get a few more tenants in. So we were able to, to provide for more people. But two, um, we were able to return the money to our investors on time. And three, we managed to make a bit more profit for ourselves. So, um, yeah, a bit of a long-winded answer to your question, but I guess... So that self-confidence and managing emotions is the biggest thing I've learned. And that all of those things in your head that you think are going to go wrong, probably 1% of them actually go wrong. And do you know, I was, I was thinking back to that time, because I remember, do you remember you phoned me? And you, I think it was just on the back of the announcement. And I remember being in a taxi and you just had this big rant about all the things you were soundboarding in your head about income generating streams and kind of like balancing the business and trying to make sure you've got contingency like left, right and centre. And I just remember kind of not laughing at you, but I just sort mm. of said like just of all the people I know. If there is one person that can weather any storm it's Max Rayner because. The point is, you are very self-preservationist in your approach anyway. You always think things through, even before you do anything, like you said. But when you have those mad moments of like, fuck, 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 your brain's going at a million miles per hour, it's exactly because you do that that you just yeah. make sure you come out on top. And I think a lot yeah. of people don't 
do that. So when do he you... was going on, I was just cracking up. I'm like, if, if, like if all people, I'm not fucking worried about you. <laughs> like... Yeah, and do you, I appreciate that. But do you know how many people said that to me? Yeah. Uh, it took a few weeks for it to kick in. Yeah, it does. Because you've got to prove you, it Because they know how our approach to deals. And Oh, and the other thing, Matt, I will say, um, and this, this is relevant to what you just said, Joe, as well. Um, we do in our deals, we do a hell of a lot of, um, you know, ideally, uh, my, um, our, our appetite as a business, we're actually quite risk adverse. We like to have plan B, C, D, E, G, all the way to Z sorted before we move into something, because we don't like moving into a deal on the assumption that plan A is going to work. So like I just said earlier in the podcast, we had all that done anyway. Yeah. Um, but it did take a little bit of time for for that to sort of, for me to sort of remember that and be like, oh yeah, actually, actually we, okay. Um, and we have done all of this work and we have mitigated the risk as much as possible. What I will say is we, in our property um, career, we've not experienced, we've only ever experienced cheap interest rates. So the other thing that I've learned, my appetite for risk has changed a little bit slightly and I'm now a little bit more aware about things what you're guaranteeing um certainly you know from a personal guarantee perspective um how come how the particular project is structured in a way that limits it to just that particular property as opposed to your whole portfolio um and a little bit more due diligence on i guess the people that we're working with um that's probably the, the thing that the, the thing that i've learned as well um and that we approach slightly differently now as well. Um, because when people first start, you know nothing else but to just personal guarantee everything up to your eyeballs and bring, you know, we've, we've definitely learned a little bit of experience about, you know, how, how best to deal with, with that and, and, and how to structure things. Yeah. It's quite interesting you said that um, about only 1% of the things that you worry about is, is actually worth worrying about in the first place. Yeah. Um, one of my old mentors used to keep a worry journal um, and review literally everything that they worried about because they were, uh, everything annoyed them, everything worried them. And then at the end of the month or the end of the quarter, they would go back and look at everything that they'd written down that they were worried about. And nothing happened. Actually, how much of it came, in, came to fruition. Yeah. And it was minuscule the amount of, shit that was in their head that actually happened in the first place yeah it is it's crazy isn't it but only experience can teach you that and only take yourself outside of a comfort zone can teach you that if you stay yeah. in the comfort zone and you and you keep repeating your life in a particular way every day i don't think you'll really yeah. learn or you won't learn it as quick yeah so i 100%. agree i agree yeah and do you think the human side of property has changed for you? I mean, I can't remember what you answered last time, but if you were to describe it now, like what would you describe the human side of property as? I can't remember what I said last time. It's probably uh, better. It's probably better because your, your answer honestly now as to how you feel. The cogs are um, Silence. Were, were you here? 
<laughs> well, now I'm a bit. No, now, now I'm a bit wiser, guys. You know, I'm allowed to just take a pause and yeah, you are. And give it. Oh, okay, yes. Give yeah, a more yeah. valuable answer, <laughs> as opposed to blurting whatever comes out at that particular point in time. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, so I think you're gone. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's just being real with. Um, transparency is, is an important one for me. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of willy waving and pie in the sky, smoke and mirrors across all social media that, um, that it's just absolute bollocks. Like, and I know it firsthand now because as we are growing and we are making our mark in the industry, you can see it more. Um, so not yeah i think the human side to me is just being about transparent allowing yourself to to make mistakes and just sort of stay in your lane um, and not really worry about what's going on with anyone else if that helps yeah that makes sense no, yeah. i think it also links to what you were saying about trusting yourself you stay in your lane when you know you're yeah. on course and like, everything because what is yourself. like you know what what the, the human side of property is probably becoming more unhuman than ever because everything's online now. It's all bollocks from self-proclaimed gurus and, you know, people with little evidence that are just pouring crap into people's brains. Um, and I think it's only getting worse. It's, it's becoming less and less real now that you've got um, AI, which is doing half the work for us. Yeah. Uh, so I saw a video about... Um, Tesla has now got the humanoid robots that are going to be uh, taking over the world, and like like um, Will, what's that movie with Will Smith? iRobot. Yeah, AI is scary. Yeah, scary. Have you have you guys tried that Chat GPT? It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if, you, if you give it if you give it enough um, information, its answers are pretty spot on. Um, yeah, I wonder what it's going to do for for people because. You know, surely with this sort of technology, I, I guess it's the same as everything. You can either, it's going to be a period again where, where it, there's going to be another turn in, in technology and you either ignore it and lose out or you embrace it and grow. Yeah. But I think you're all going to, you know, how nice would it be to have, I'd love the deal analogy side to be done by a robot and just kick out, a, you know, just, <laughs> for, for, you know, hours worth of, of stuff so um i wonder how i think it's going to be very difficult to take humans out of the equation um in in total i still believe that biz, people do business with people and um, certainly every single thing we've done has been based on a relationship not on a you know a quick zoom call or an email yeah, yeah. i think that's yeah, like i think a the lines are getting very now. people it is very people orientated in in our industry you still need to have builders on site you still need to have people that are looking after your projects and someone that can look after your tenants when they're in the property so it's it still requires a massive element of in-person but also because the problems that come up in property or the challenges are so niche and specific it's like how yeah. does something have the intelligence to be able to unpack it in such an emotionally intelligible way you know like it's you've got to have well, skills. an emotion is still important i know people say that you should take emotion out of business and i agree to 
the majority of situations, but there are some where you shouldn't. That's right, especially well, emotion- to your tenants. Yeah. Emotion is also partly linked to you know, that gut feel. Mm. So, and you, you have a gut feeling for something, whether it's right or wrong, and that's yeah. your subconscious telling you and your emotions telling you whether it's, whether it's a good thing to do or not. And that's, and that's normally right. It's well normally right for you as yeah. long as it's within, I was gonna say, not within your comfort zone. That's the wrong way of putting it, but something can be outside your comfort zone and you can have a gut feeling it's the right thing to do. 100%. Yeah. So imagine an AI was, was running your property for you. So we, you, you boys are in HMOs. I've, we've still got HMOs in our portfolio. We've had situations where a tenant hasn't been able to pay through some really traumatic circumstances or, you know, some, some unfortunate events. And we've worked with them and, you know, help them get on track and be able to pay what they can afford to pay. If AI was doing that, they'd kick them out. <laughs> well I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that ai would i think the way that um ai will do what you train it to do so yeah, if you okay. train an ai to listen to listen to what they're saying and uh, give it some parameters it can make that choice and i think i somewhat can i, I can see that ai could potentially be more emotionally intelligent than some humans in the future wow it is getting nuts though isn't it like the whole like you know this metaverse ai stuff like that like what's wrong like real life's where the magic is imperfection um you know experiences with your own eyes not you know you can take humans so far out of the equation that how i reckon there's just gonna everyone's gonna be depressed you reckon people will end up in relationships with like AI yeah sort of thing imagine you can if imagine that there's some serious people out there that 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 would you imagine right you've someone struggles with relationships in general they've not been that lucky they're searching for their forever love and they can literally choose what their robot looks like what it smells like how it talks how it responds to you people would be all over that wouldn't they i'd imagine it's very big bang theory I don't know how, how, how fulfilling that would be. Um, there's a difference of whether you know it's AI versus not knowing that it's AI. If you didn't know it was AI, I think people might fall for it. If you know it's AI, then I don't know. There's a different way of looking at it. Have you guys seen that movie, Jexy? No. No. Absolutely no. hilarious. You guys will love it. I'm not going to it say it. Uh, it's about a mobile mobile phone, which suddenly has a life of its own. Um <laughs> It's a very funny movie, um, but I'll, I'll leave it there. No, you, no it was AI. If you, if, once you get in the bedroom, you'd probably have an inkling. Sure. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that might be a bit you, of a telltale sign. When you look down and there's sparks flying off. <laughs> 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 well, they have to change their batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Oil yeah. just lubricants only, please. They'll plug <laughs> themselves into a wall. You know what I mean? Like, uh... <laughs> oh, it's so terrifying. Well, we've gone off on a bit of a tandem. Yeah, we... <laughs> yeah, scary. Anyway, the robotic side of property. Yeah. Is it? Have, well, I was thinking. Prepared. Oh, I was just, just going to say, say about Niall. Niall um, was talking about you have to have builders on site. I don't think you have to have builders on site in the future. I, I'd be very happy having robots running our sites. So it'd be a lot more reliable. <laughs> See, 
get less mouth. <laughs> yeah, much less mouth. That yeah, they'd be more probably more consistent in their output, and uh, they could work twenty four seven. They could work twenty four seven, and yeah, obviously when you're doing new builds, you can three D print them these days, which means that most of it's done in factories by robots anyway. Um, you can get robots that lay bricks. Have you seen those that do brickwork? I've seen that. I'm obsessed. Yep. Have you ever watched it on Instagram? It's so uh, interesting. No. Yeah, it's really cool. As long as it's a like, relatively straight line, anything complicated, it's like, I don't think it can do, but it can do yeah. course after course after course. And it's just so much more quick and reliable than a, than a person, it's I think. It's really soothing to watch it. We get some builders going, that's yeah, no chance. <laughs> but well, it's, it's just going to get to the point where no one will have a job. Like, no one. <clears throat> what are you going to do? It's going to well, take a while. Well, I guess it's going to be like, maybe like a. Um laptops and phones and stuff they'll still need repair people they'll still need someone to build your robots the robots, 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 build robots mate. robots <laughs> building robots yeah oh gosh <laughs> what will we do well as, as, um, fine. we'll be retired that, by that point anyway we'll probably be dead to be honest right it's like elon musk was saying then it's like economic output becomes a bit of a stupid thing because uh the, the economy is judged based on the number of people on the planet if all of a sudden you're doubling the number of people on the planet by having um like robot like a robot for every person then you're doubling the output of the and but not increasing the, the population size in reality oh, yeah. so, so actually you could there could be a lot more output a lot more activity for less human input um but that doesn't necessarily mean that's less money to go around. Oh, I don't know. It's a bit nuts, isn't it? And we're going to get very philosophical. It's deep, isn't it? I, I just, think so. I do like people. I don't want to lose people. This is all off the back <laughs> of Max saying uh, that uh, it, it needs to be real. Yeah, keep it real. Keep it real. Keep less it real. robot, more real. Definitely. <laughs> less mobile. Yes. Less robot. I, inter I interrupted you now. That's fine. I'm used to it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Max, have you come prepared with a question for us this time? I mean, as it's your third time, you shouldn't that couldn't shouldn't come as a surprise. It has though. Look <laughs> at his face. He's going to do his grown up. I had a well good one last time, didn't I? A question for you, and it could be anything. Anything you've always wanted to know about Niall. <laughs> about Nile in particular. <laughs> <About> Nile. <laughs> if you could be an animal, what animal would it be? And give me three three reasons why. Isn't this the same question you did last time? Oh, no, that's what Helen asked a couple of weeks ago. That's yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite one. But it's a good question. It's a good question. But yeah. Go yeah, I don't no, think Helen it is, that. you know. I don't think it is. No, it's not the same one, but you're right. It was Helen that asked it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we ended up in spirit animals. Do you remember? We no, this animals. is going to be different, I promise. <laughs> so what did we answer? <laughs> I think I was a dolphin, wasn't I? Yeah, but no, what we did was... We all I want is don't think about it, an animal and three reasons why. Okay. Elephant. Why? Did you never forget? Because... Yeah, as well. What? You got big ears. Oh. <laughs> I got big ears. <laughs> you because they're this they're... <laughs> <laughs> they're what? 
because they're well, they're pack animals, so they they stay in the herd. Uh, they have their herd and stick with the herd for a lifetime. Yeah. Um, they've got really good memories, uh, which is the complete opposite to me. So I, if I come back as an elephant, I want to have a good memory. Yeah. Um, and um, I just I, I just find them so so majestic, like they're such a majestic creature. Cool. Right. I'm gonna. There's. I've got. A, this is a bit of a game as opposed to it being a question. But right, Joe, go. Right. So there's two answers. There's a flamingo, which is my spirit animal, but then there's actually my favourite animal, which is a cat, a domestic. Right. Cat. So I need one animal and three reasons why without four. Okay. It's a cat because cats are just beautiful. I just think they're so aesthetically gorgeous. Yeah. They get to sleep for eighteen hours a day. It's freaking awesome that's um, that's your three reasons that's two i've given you beautiful you said useful i didn't say useful are you, are you hearing things i didn't say useful right go on then ethically gorgeous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i said they're, they're sleepy they're gorgeous and they're they're just mad they're batshit right matt you go back to my dolphin um same reasons as before because they still enjoy sex they um uh, they have a wide open space to to, to, to explore so you say not confined and what what did wide what? open space like, wide open wide open space in the ocean and they um <laughs> they have fun well, they look like they're having fun they look like they're having fun they're always smiling <laughs> right so now we can have a now we can have a discussion around this but so there is a there is a two-pronged approach to this game, but it'll be too long. So basically, I'm gonna go through it, but the if you quickly blurt out an animal and three reasons why it's supposed to be how you see yourself. Oh god, sleeping 18 hours a day. So, so hang on. So Niall is an elephant because he he thinks he's a pack animal, he's got a really good memory and he thinks he's majestic. Which I would agree with, Niall. You know, I, I what think can I say? I think that's great. Joe's, Joe's a bit um, jo a bit vain on the first one. She's a cat and she's aesthetically gorgeous. <laughs> Joe, so Joe wakes up in the morning and is like, yep, yeah, ready? Look at all of this. You sleep 18 hours a day, which you do actually, because when I call you, you're like in bed doing emails. You might that's true. In bed. That's true. And you, and you also think that you're batshit crazy. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> and Matt's one's the best. <laughs> Dolphin. He still enjoys sex. I mean, to be fair, that's brilliant. Father of two, like, well done. <laughs> it's good to know. Wait, there wasn't a timeline on that. <laughs> he never, yeah, never used to, but enjoy it now. Um, I can get it. You have a wide open space to explore, which I would agree that that aligns with your business, and you like having fun, which you do. So there you go. Right. So what are you then? So I've actually got notes. I played this game on my phone before. <laughs> the first time I ever played it, I was a penguin because I think that they looked good in a suit. Um, I imagined them like well. being by your side in the morning and you just like chucking them a little bit of breakfast, you know, with their feet like tapping around. Like pingu. Yeah, and, um, and uh, you can... You can hold their hand and walk down the street, I think, is what I said. What penguins do you know? I don't know, but you know, like a little, like, you know, like a little penguin in a little suit that just follows you about. I don't know. I just, it was what I said. 
Penguins came up on the last episode that you were on as well for some reason. It did. Yeah. So it must have been this question that we had, but it's good to revisit it. But I don't think we explored it the way we've No, done. I think the no, explanation no, bit was, the, was, was my twist. Yeah, love it. I mean, I did like that, Max. That was a that was a nice wee twist on it. So, so what what is supposed to be the game? If you ever want to play it, and anyone listening, you say that you you get whoever you're with to to blurt out an animal and three reasons why, and then you get to do their second favorite animal and three reasons why, and their second animal is what they want to see in their partner. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. But that would have taken taken a while. Well, how about this? How about we take the animal that we've picked and we think why it would be good in property? Like, what? So, what are the characteristics of an elephant that would be good in property? Demolition. They're good for demolition. <laughs> That's about to say. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Demolition. Cats, uh, cats. What would cats do? Just get in the way? No. They get, I think they get they, it scaling things. No, yeah, scaling so there's a, yeah, scaling. But there's also, I think they're also quite. Um, they're quite what's the word um manipulative so they could be quite influential they could have persuasive behavior if they want something they make sure they get it so yeah yeah no matter who, no matter who they piss off they're getting oh, yeah 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 definitely dolphins well they're uh, smart, aren't they dolphins smart they can do the numbers whilst um so uh, I think at, th at this point, let's move proceedings on a bit. So uh, we're going to play a game of episode roulette, um, which for those uh, new listeners out there is where we take um, the previous episodes of Property Jam and I scroll through them and I'm going to get, get Max to say stop um, in a minute. And then we're going to get Max's opinion on that particular episode title or topic that we covered in that episode. So I'm now scrolling. Max, over to you. Imagine I land on mine. I've got how much, what's the chances? At minute, at 17 minutes and 16 seconds what did you say stop <laughs> stop here we are um prep episode uh, 58 property and romance so the title of this was should you bed your business partner um so i'm going to open this out <laughs> to um is your is your um <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to ask whether you bed your business partner, but your partner in life is is she invested in property? Is she interested in what you're doing? Um, she's interested and supports me emotionally, um, but she's not interested in property um, as such. She's got her own goals and ambitions. We've we've very much been like that, you know. I, I personally, and I know some great partnerships um romantic partnerships that work but for me it wouldn't i've always in my head um loved the saying don't shit on your own doorstep and i just think that work and your romantic life are two different things and it, i think it can very quick it's for me when i've had a good day at work right or a bad day at work i'm so excited to go back to my partner and like not talk about work and i just couldn't see a life where I'm chatting to them about work and then coming home and it's all just blurred. It's like the same as, um, I mean, I know I'm working from home today, but it's why I love having an office as well. But it's because I can keep my office separate to my home. And yes, there it's very much, it's very important for your partner to be invested in you as a person and hear you and understand you and 
you know, know, know when you've had a good week and a bad week, but I, I just couldn't, I couldn't work with someone all day and then, um, and then, then be my romantic partner. That's my two pence piece on that. Yeah. How about you guys? Um, <laughs> pretty much with you on that uh, for, for the way I like my life to be. I, I couldn't imagine working with my, well, I don't have a partner right now anyway, but when I was, when I did have a partner, um, it just wasn't something I was ever interested mm -hmm. in. I like to keep them both separately for how my brain works. Um, that's, that's what works for me. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, a bit the opposite. I, I quite like the idea of building a, a family empire. <laughs> So whereby everyone's involved in some way. So I enjoy working well, because I, I, I'm not obviously not working with Lara at the moment, she's on maternity leave, but I remember enjoying working with her. Um, maybe that's the rose tinted glasses. <laughs> I also, I also <laughs> have vague recollections, <laughs> recollections of arguments as well, but um, uh, <laughs> um, I like the idea of, of um, you know, being a, yeah, a couple and, and succeeding together. Um, I also like the idea of her having her own thing um, and her be able to go and do something. So he, she does have her own property um, portfolio. It's a small one, but she has her own property portfolio, which is outside of me. Um, although she doesn't like dealing with it, so it generally gets passed over to me. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, we, but we do work together. Um, she does marketing and helps market the HMO platform and um, get whatever is needed in Scott Baker Property Group generally. So she just and she does it very well, Matt. As well, I, I must add. Yes, uh, she's she, she's an asset. Um, so yeah, it's great to have have her in in the in the mix. But as I say, she's on maternity for a good another almost like six months or so. so. And business is booming. Business is <laughs> better, better. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If your business booms and she's not working, she's like, "Well, do I actually want to come back?" <laughs> <laughs> are you still going to pay me my salary i think it it's really just down to who you are as a person like some people you know look at you know there are so many big names um big power couples aren't there that, that work and then there are others um that like it separate and yeah like it's so wrong is there or, i mean like cause, uh, i've had both sides of it because like with my ex it was very much like he wasn't involved in property at all and I liked it, but I also struggled with it because it just always felt like when you were doing something, you were having to explain something by proxy and then they'd question it and you're like, but you, you don't know what you're doing. So, you know, there was that always that tension because they wanted to be part of it, but they kind of weren't. And then there'd be FOMO and all of this stuff. And, and then now I find myself in a relationship with somebody who is in property, you know, very heavily involved in property. And even though we're not doing it together, what I love is we speak the same language. So I know what he's doing. And he knows what I'm doing. And it's not like you have to explain it. And I just love that. I've never yeah. heard that before. I, I would, I can, I can, I can say that when, you know, they don't, your partner, as much as you try and explain, they don't actually really know how good or how bad it is. They're just yeah. reacting on your emotions, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And I just love the fact that, and sometimes when you just need that bit of advice on your own stuff and they just come in, and they just and vice versa and they've got their perspective that just you go oh shit yeah no nice I needed that thank you so I guess I'm somewhere between the two and it's it's a refreshing break I have to say uh, I, I quite like that balance yeah. the one thing I have 
um, recently dawned it has dawned upon me is that um, if you want to have a family life and a work life and your business is solely reliant on the two of you, um, when you go away on holiday with both of you, then you're taking all your resource with you. Yeah. So the business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing I would say if, if you're building a business it needs to have some resilience so it can continue without the two of you because otherwise you go on holiday and one of you is always working yeah. trying to keep things going and ticking over um so it's important that um if you if you are working with your your business like your partner that you probably need a third wheel in that relationship um of of a member of staff a member of the team that can just take the load off true Brilliant. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Or just have alternate holidays. <laughs> that might keep the marriage state, the relationship. Oh, happy <laughs> days. <laughs> she, she, she can take the, the kids. I was going to say, do the kids go on holiday or do the kids stay at home? <laughs> cool, let's, do, let's do a quick fire. One more. So I'm scrolling. Oh, I'm not scrolling, actually. I hit the wrong button. I'm, now I'm still scrolling. No. What? What are you doing? I don't know. I'm, I'm scrolling. Say stop whenever you're ready. I keep thinking. Stop. Oh. Episode 22. FOMO. This touches on what we were talking about earlier a little bit and staying talking about staying in your own lane. But do you suffer from FOMO or are you very good at shutting it out now? I used to suffer from FOMO when I was younger. And you know, when you're like you just start partying and but you you don't really have a proper job so you've never got any money and like your, your mates be like, oh should we go clubbing this weekend and you're like oh I've got no money and then they all go out and I used to hate that I used to absolutely I used to, I used to hate it or you know and as I got a bit older just you know going somewhere that you've committed to but you've been invited to something else you'd rather go and you just <laughs> get FOMO so hard but in so I still get FOMO from that that I don't think that'll ever leave but that's more social FOMO. Um, I think that this relates more to, I guess, um, I think the majority of people get FOMO in property and with social media growing and all of the fucking crap that just gets posted on there that makes people believe that certain people are doing really well and this is how it should be and blah, 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 um, can make you... Um, can make you have a serious amount of FOMO and also feel bad about yourself and punish yourself for not doing um, as well or not doing certain things that, you know, even, you know, when people like just put, put on their story, like them a picture of their laptop in a fucking coffee shop at like 9 p.m. at night, it's like, fuck off. That, that, that make you feel bad about not working. Do you know what I mean? Or like, look at me, I'm in <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, I, we've always we've always been pretty good um and I, and I just think it's because we've been so busy and we actually we're not actually heavily staff based so we a lot of our stuff's now farmed out but at the beginning when we were just starting we were doing so much ourselves and we were so dedicated to getting the business off the ground that we didn't actually have time to look at what other people were doing so um, and it was actually quite embarrassing. You know, when you go to events and people who are already known in the industry expect to know, expect they are because they're on socials are saying you haven't got, you haven't got an absolute clue. Um, not, not anymore. Not, not anymore. I don't have FOMO at all anymore. Um, and I've also, 
Um, I'm fortunate enough to know some very successful people in business that, um, that, that partner with us on some of our projects um, and through sport and some of my hobbies and know some extremely successful people. Um, and they have, you know, I remember um, a particular, I would say, high net worth individual said he was jealous of me and what I was doing at such a young age and, you know, how he wished I was doing that. And it just, you look at someone that you assume has got it all right and, and, and got everything you've got uh, or, or everything you, 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 you're trying to achieve. Um, that hit me back once. And I was like, you know, now I, I don't care what anyone's got. I don't care what anyone's doing. All we're really doing is trying to be a little bit better every single day, every single week, every single month and every single year. And we're happy with that because comparison, you know, FOMO, comparison, whatever you want to call it. I think this is a bit more of a comparison um, chat, but it is kind of FOMO, isn't it, um, in, in its own way, because you're you're missing out on what other people have or what, what you think other people have. We we don't care anymore. We, we're we're super happy for the people that we know that are doing well, um, but we stay in our lane, and you know we're happy of our lot. I hope that answers the FOMO question. Most definitely. I think the point you made about um, being happy for others actually minimizes FOMO when you actually yeah. celebrate other people instead of like sort of seeing yourself as less than because they're doing something different or bigger or seemingly better than you yeah if you just have gratitude and respect and celebrate other people's wins mm. you care less about where you rank in relation to that so i agree a big, it's a good point and just remember as well the ones shouting about the treetops the loudest people talking about what they've done sharing all the numbers they fucking haven't so it's the ones that are talking a bit less yeah the ones that shout the loudest got the most to hide. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Cool. Well, on that note, thank you very much for um, for shouting with us or sharing with us um, today, Max. <laughs> uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. So um, if people yeah. want to reach out to you, how can they get in touch with you? So, yeah, Stuart Clinton Property on Instagram um, is the best way to find us. Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, Clinton, like Clinton Cards. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I've got a personal Instagram. Um, I've got a website, www.stuartclintonproperty.co.uk. We've got some interesting stuff going on this year um, that I can't share at the moment, but it's worth keeping an eye um, on because, um, yeah, we've got a few little businesses attached to our company that are going to come to light. So we're very excited about that. Um, and we're always sharing our journey with the developments that we're doing, a um, little bit of inspo and, you know, just the day-to-day -day human side um, on, on our Instagram. So, yeah, go and, go and check that out. Brilliant. Thank you, Max. That's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on Facebook search Property Jam Podcast or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast or you can email us at Property Jam Podcast at Outlook.com see, see you on, on the next, next episode, episode.